What is going on, Muddied Waters Media family? I am your host, the Gation Libertarian, and apparently I am solo for the time being. Uh, not a problem. Eskimo will be here shortly, so we will just go ahead and dive into everything that we have going on tonight, which should be very, very interesting and very telling, to be honest with you. We do have a Nat Geo segment for you tonight, and it will not involve ducks, so don't worry. Um, I will deliver to you, I believe, some very interesting geograph. Uh, I'm sorry, um, wildlife news. Hopefully, I think you'll find it interesting. Interesting. I found it very interesting, and so we'll we'll get off into that. And uh, as soon as Eskimo rolls around, she will join us, and we will have a fantastic episode. And you know what else is fantastic? Cumberland Cam- Cannabis Company, your online weed distributor, distributor, all of the above. So you can visit Cumberland Cannabis Company online at their website and get you some incredible CBD products that will reduce your inflammation and make your life better. So please visit CumberlandCannabisCompany.com. Viable, ethical, effective. You can also visit TheWorldGreen.com. And surely, I, 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 <laughs> I, look, we will probably bash Jack Casey at some point in this episode because that's what we do here. But for now, worldgreen.com, Amazon. I've got his book. You can get his second and hopefully third book coming soon. If you didn't know what Jack Casey looks like, there he is right there, Jack Casey. In capris with no chest hair. So, you can absolutely get your fill of scientific fiction novelty. Wow, that came out wrong. That's what she said. Go to royalgreen.com and get Jack Casey's books. You know what you don't have to be worried about, right? That's visiting Joe Soloski, the key to Pennsylvania's success. I just had him on the show, and it was a phenomenal interview. So please go check out that interview. Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania Governor, the key to Pennsylvania's success. I am literally riding off the cuff here, just rolling through advertisements that people pay us to talk about on their show and I am doing this improv straight improv so have fun with it Jonathan Reels is not a real candidate look I just got a message from Jonathan Reels Uh, it was to a few folks right Um, they have really tried to tighten the clamps on him he does now have a date in which he can raise an X amount of money. This, this is incredible. 
And so we have to get him a little over $2,000 within a specific date. I don't know that date, but it's very soon. So please contact Jonathan Reels. Contact any one of us. We can get you the information to get Jonathan Reels on the ballot and be a real candidate, Jonathan Reels. The Federal Election Commission states that an individual running for a cent- for a seat in the United States House of Representatives become a re become a I was gonna say a real candidate. I guess that's valid. Becomes a candidate when he or she raises or spends more than five grand in contributions or expenditures. That has been altered. And so we need to raise not very much money, honestly. Uh you guys contribute a lot. And with your shares, with your voice, with your power, we can get this man eligible for the House of Representatives ASAP in his district, which I do believe is the second district of Alabama. So please contact me or him, and we will get you the information ASAP because we need this man to be running legitimately and ASAP. This is very important. Like, this is a real, actual situation that we need to address and handle very quickly. You know what else you can handle? Are some high-end bags and accessories? If you like purses, I don't. But a lot of people do. And Ash is a phenomenal teammate to the Liberty Movement. Not just for my team, the Cajun Libertarian brand, but for Muddy Waters. As you can see, high-end bags and accessories. Fierce Luxury by FierceLuxury.com. Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. Let me go to my announcements so that I can actually add read exactly what she wants you to hear. Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store based online. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Consign with them for a 30% fee, 20% less than most consignment stores. Find them online at FierceLuxuryByAshley.com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. I really wanted to keep saying Fierce there. I don't know why. Probably pretty tired. I, um, I did a lot of work in the sun. This month, I have two comp- complexes left that are very extreme and very big. And if you didn't know, it's been averaging around 110 degrees here in South Mississippi and Middle Mississippi for several weeks. That's the heat index, right? That's It's like 95 plus, and then the heat index pushes it to about 110 and so i i apologize if i'm a little bit lag tonight i i'm at the end of this this gig every three months i have to do this unfortunately it fell on august <laughs> incredible so it is what it is it's a part of the duty but I apologize if I'm going to lag a little bit. So um, I'm going to try to, uh, I think we covered 
all the sponsorship so we can go ahead and get all of that out of the way as we wait on Eskimo to join us. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the same capability of posting your comments on the screen as normal. So I'm looking at your comments right here on Restream. Great comments already, already. Brian Sutton, the FEC. Whoops. Come on. The FEC has no authority to tell states what the qualifications to be a candidate other than those listed in the Constitution are. I wish that we followed the Constitution, Brian Sutton. I really, really wish we did. We do not. I mean, look, look, look. Let's be honest. That's a fact. We do not follow the Constitution, even the current. Now, look, <laughs> other administrations didn't either, but they didn't have the audacity to say it. This administration has flat out said they know what they're doing is constitutionally illegal. They don't care. So I don't know what to say about that anymore. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much at a loss with the constitutionality in regards to what we're, what we're going through in this country right now. It's I don't I don't know what to say. I don't. It, it, it's pretty despicable. So not to drag on too much. I will go ahead and get into my portion of the segment. If you guys are having trouble hearing me, let me know. I don't think so. Fantastic follow-up, Brian. The fact that we don't follow the Constitution stems mostly from the 16th and 17th Amendments. Those need to be repealed. I would argue... That so does the 25th Amendment. My wife says, sounds great. Excellent. I As you can see, I don't have my headphones on tonight. If you watch the show Monday night, I, I, I hate the headphones. They just they drive me nuts. I'm really trying to adjust to the Bluetooth. Excuse me. But the Bluetooth has been giving me trouble. Not tonight so far. Thank God. So, we will continue on without further ado. Let me get into my portion of the segment, which usually comes second, right? Um, if you watch the show, we are at 10 episodes, technically 11, because of the Cajun and Jason show that we did a week ago today but we're not going to count that this is the 10th episode of the cajun and eskimo show oh by the way let me tell you eskimo was very much on her way home and ready in time and then got pulled over why why did she get pulled over well we just got off the phone 
literally a minute and a half before I went live. They viewed her truck as suspicious because it was, quote unquote, the same color as the suspicious vehicle they were pulling over. So, gotta love that fantastic extortion. Always. It's just never, it's just. It, it never ends, right? Like, the. We, we, we do so much. We do so much to try to combat what's going on with all of this. And then you get pulled over because your truck was the same color as somebody that was suspicious. I mean, this is even in Alaska. Alaska is so rural, they're so located, you know, they're so local. It's incredible. It's just extortion. I'll give you a great example of extortion. I got into a fender bender in my work truck yesterday. Yesterday, I did. We were both pulling up at the red light at the same time. Uh, we were both checking the oncoming traffic to make sure that we can make that right. Sorry. To, to make sure that we can make that right turn. Uh, I thought we had the clear, I guess a, a car may or may not have been in my view. I haven't been a wreck in like 18 years, like quite literally that's, and we can get into that too. There's a reason for that. It's, it's very <sighs> concerning to me that a bunch of people want to complain and fear the cops when they're driving around and it's just everybody all across the state around here want to complain about how the police are abusing us. And they are, they are especially certain demographics, but we're just doing 95 and a 65 weaving in that track. But what, the, what was going on? What is going on? I, I, I'm, I have legitimate fears of relationship with the police because of my track record. If you don't know, I've been arrested many times. I've been beaten almost to the point of, well, one time was hospitalization. Second was very close. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to interact with these people. I don't. Please. I'm going to do nine miles an hour over the speed limit maximum. Why? Because I don't want to have to interact with cops. I know how horrible they are. So for the love of God, if you feel the same sentiment, stop driving like a maniac. Anyway, I did get to an, uh, a two-mile-an-hour fender bender yesterday, and so I had to deal with the police, and they, they literally wrote me a ticket for unaware of safe driving conditions. That's a generalization of what they wrote me the ticket for. Um, I can I go pull the ticket right out of my truck right now. It's it's basically that. It's it's absurd. It's extortion. They knew for a fact it was an accident. Um, we were <laughs> literally two miles an hour max. We're both looking at the left side of the interstate or the highway. 
waiting for oncoming traffic to make sure that we could take that right turn on a red light. I bumped into his bumper, caused a couple of scratches on the bumper, both of ours. They wrote me a ticket. Extortion. Extortion. If it's legal, or I'm sorry, if it's, um, let me get this right real quick. If it is punishable by fine, then it is legal for a fee, automatically making it extortion, 100%. So with that being said, I am going to get into my segment as we wait on Eskimo, and she deals with the gang extortionists that are the local government, that is the local government, that are the police. And then we will come right back with some amazing info because I have some absolutely ridiculous stuff to talk about. And I couldn't be more embarrassed about it. I couldn't be more, excuse me. I couldn't be more embarrassed about it. You see this? The Saints? LSU. Next, on the Cajun Eskimo Show, from bayous to igloos. Great, great, great. Hope everybody is still tuning in. A lot of comments I'm reading on my other screen because, oh, look, www.jonathan.cash. So go and donate and help out Jonathan Reels with his run for Congress in the 2nd District of Alabama. I've had Jonathan Reels on my personal program. I absolutely love that dude. I have not once gotten a single bit of feedback that he isn't just an a great human being and, and a lovable person so please and, and that's the it, that's the impression i got from our interview please go help out jonathan reels i'm telling you right now that private message with me and spike and a handful of other people he's got a deadline go check it out it's going to be on his page Please help out Jonathan Reels. He's got a real opportunity, a real opportunity to win. So www.jonathan.cash. Thank you, Janice. So getting into my portion of the segment. I guess that's wrong, right? Grammatically, vernacularly. Um, that that's not right. I have my entire segment. Eskimo has hers as soon as as soon as she gets done with dealing with the extortionist and gets home. I told her to take her time. So let's get into my portion of the episode, right? Much, much, much better. LSU. LSU. Oh, it's mirrored. My bad. LSU.
I'm going to be honest with you. I have never been more embarrassed in my life to be a diehard LSU and Saints fan. I haven't. And that's saying something, right? I'm a die. I'm 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 38 years old. For those of you that don't know, I'm 38. Uh, I, I've lived through the turmoil of being a Saints fan and a young LSU. A lot of people that are following sports right now understand that Saints are a powerhouse. Powerhouse LSU is a powerhouse. This was not always the case. The Saints were abhorrently pathetic for a long time, long time. LSU was pretty horrible for a very long time. And so I've been proud, right, to to be a diehard 30, we'll say 35, 35-year 35 diehard fan of these two organizations. Sports brings people together beyond all spectrums, beyond the the, the political aisles. It, it just does. And <laughs> the, the, the segment that I'm about to bring you from these two organizations that I have literally spent most of my life supporting financially as well. Two seconds. I'll show you. Look, this is right here. Sorry, it's mirrored. This right here. Plus, so, so much more. Two seconds. Favorite NFL player of all time. This is not on Drew. This is not on Drew. I'm just telling you how we have supported my family. This is, we have like, we have like four more jerseys in our closet. We have so much paraphernalia. I've been to so many, I, I've been to so many games. Countless games at the Superdome for the Saints. I've been to countless games to uh, LSU football stadium. Football. All right. I basically grew up at Alex Box Stadium. For those of you that don't know, that's the LSU baseball stadium. Grew up out there. My dad's has my dad has had season tickets since I was like knee high to a Cadillac bumper. We have invested thousands of dollars in support of these players, these organizations, and these students. Students. When it comes to college, it's students, right? I've been to Omaha, Nebraska twice to watch LSU play in the College World Series. I have never been in my life more embarrassed to be an LSU and Saints fan than I am today. It, my wife and I talked about it. We're like, how can I, how can I give them another dollar at this point? I don't even know that, that, that I want to watch what they have going on. 
We haven't made the decision whether or not we're going to support them by watching it or not. We haven't. But it, it this is this is incredible what I'm about to tell you. Incredible. Let's start with LSU. LSU has become the third Power 5 school to announce that it will require fans attending games who are 12 or older to provide proof of vaccination from COVID-19 or a recent negative test. That doesn't sound very outlandish, does it? It is. And let me tell you why. Exactly why. Back in February, the LSU administration told all of its season ticket holders and fans that there will be no restrictions. Buy your season tickets. Get them. There will be no restrictions. So everybody went and got LSU season tickets to football. Stadium holds about 102 to 104,000 people. LSU, quote, get your season tickets. There would be no restrictions. Two weeks before the season starts, they said they will require vaccinations or a negative test. Two weeks. So they would... They literally told everybody to get your tickets. There will be no restrictions. Two weeks before the season starts, they require vaccination cards and or negative COVID test test results. Why? What? What? You can't do this to people. You've already told everyone. They went and bought tickets. Does anybody know how much it costs for season tickets to an LSU football season? It's absurd. It's thousands of dollars. And then two weeks before the season, look, I'm not saying they did it on purpose, but it. this sounds nefarious. This is why you get conspiracy theorists. August 10th, they told people no restrictions. I just told you February. August 10th, they told people no restrictions. I've got the receipts right here. Four days ago, uh, 17 days ago. I think it was uh, the, the last article I read was like August 14th. We'll just go with two weeks. Two weeks ago, they were saying the same thing. And then now we're two weeks from the season start. And you've put restrictions on people have already spent money. So basically what it sounds like to the general public is, Hey, go get your tickets. It's fine. Everybody can be there. It's okay. Now it's thanks for the money. By the way, if you don't have X or Y, you can't come in. This is horrible. This is horrible. So, uh, 
I said that they were the third Power 5 school to announce it, right? Last week, Oregon and Oregon State became the first Power 5 schools to announce those restrictions for fans attending football games. Specifically, it requires proof of at least one dose of a vaccine that has received full or emergency use approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, that's the FDA, for those that don't know, some people may not know, right? Food and Drug Administration, FDA, or a negative PCR test within 72 hours arrival at the stadium. So if that wasn't bad enough, they already told everybody to go get their tickets. They spent thousands of dollars. According to the LSU administration, sorry, mirrored, no requirements. Get your tickets two weeks before. Hey, sorry if you spent thousands of dollars on our tickets. You can't come in if you're not vaccinated or proof of PCR test within 72 hours of, revi- of arrival at the stadium. Here's the... This isn't the worst part, but it's absolutely the most antithetical to science part. Masks will be required for children ages 5 to 11 and encouraged for younger children. Oh. So the demographic that's least vulnerable to COVID-19 because they can't no, let me backtrack. The 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 demographic that's least vulnerable to COVID-19 in its transmission is required to wear a mask, which no study has been proven that that's effective for those children at all. None whatsoever. None. Matter of fact, we do now have a study out of Georgia. I'll get into this on my own show, but I'm going to give you a brief synopsis real quick. We finally do have a study of masking children in schools. 90,000 students in Georgia. I'll leave it to you exactly what those results were. We'll go over them on Monday on my show. Anyway, that that's, masks will be required for children ages 5 to 11. No. At, no. Back in February, or I'm sorry, this was like two or three weeks ago, found this headline of an article. Tiger Stadium set to start season at full capacity with no restrictions, LSU says. Everybody's bought their tickets. They paid their money. And now they can't go in. If they're not vaccinated or have a negative PCR test within 72 hours, which, by the way, you have to pay for. With that being said, I will will move on to the next part, but I will pull on the, as Thomas Daniel Queter likes to say, the chubby cheeks of justice. Eskimo Libertarian. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, you're good. Okay, I have a different setup this time because, you know, my other setup ran out of batteries because someone left them on and it wasn't me. Hmm. 
<laughs> I have school monster that lives in my house. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's very reasonable. I have a couple of them, three of them. <laughs> well, the one's a teenager, so she knows not to mess with my crap. But yeah, if, for those of you that don't know, kids under the age of basically six will terrorize every operation that you have going in life. So that's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Can confirm. How, how was the interaction with the police? I'm sorry. Oh I didn't mean to say police. That's my bad. That's a the negative connotation. I meant extortionist. I said we weren't going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. So anyway, you made it home fine. Yep. Yeah. This is a really busy time of year. I've said this many times, but like, this is like hunting, fishing, gathering. I mean, we're go, go, go fill the freezer. And it's just a really busy time of year for folks in Alaska. So I am just glad to be here. <laughs> so even though I'm a little late, sorry about that guys. And also like, I have a big, big project coming up that I'll be announcing soon. You guys will probably be excited too about that. So we'll hush hush on that. But uh, yeah, big project coming yeah. soon. My bad. I did not hush hush the other experience. Totally my fault. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just got I pulled up. Fail. But that's okay. It's no big deal. I didn't get a ticket or anything. It's fine. They pulled over the wrong person is what it was. So exactly what anyways. Awesome. Where are we at with the show? Uh, I did all the, <laughs> I went ahead and did all the commercials. So we don't have to worry about that. Even Joe Solosky and the silver bearded Liberty man. <laughs> I did. I did all of it. Yeah. Okay. I did all of it just to, to fill time. I didn't know when you would be here, but um, at least that, that monkey's off our back, but we can go through a few of the other comments if you want, or I'm sorry, not comments, but the ads, the ad reads. Um, okay. But I did do them all, so we don't have to. Yeah, I feel like I'm pulling a spike and just being extremely late to everything I do now. Ooh, just the <laughs> spike right under the my, Matt knows exactly what I'm talking about, and he can back me up on this. We'll see if he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. A lot of comments rolling in. I cannot keep up with them all. I do like this one here uh, because I can actually pull this one and prove it. As soon as I get this ridiculous blue thing off, but on March 15th, the CDC quietly said masks made no statistical difference in disease transmission. Fact. And it's provable. So, let me uh, get that off the screen. I will do that to finish my portion of the segment while you get ready for yours. So I just talked about the Saints, or I'm sorry, I just talked about LSU and how they told everyone up until two weeks ago that get your tickets, you're fine, everybody can go to the games, no restrictions, no restrictions. And then two days ago i think they decided to tell everybody they had to be vaccinated or get a pcr test 72 hours before now that may not sound like a big deal but it is now let's move on to my other beloved 
sports team that I'm very, very embarrassed by. The headline reads, 99 Saints fans received COVID vaccines outside Superdome to attend game. Let's see if I can get this. Nope, still didn't get it right. Damn it. All right. Saints fans. Saints fans. Been to LSU and Saints my entire life. Entire life. I've never been more embarrassed. New coronavirus suppressing protocols. That's important. That right there, that line is extraordinarily important. Beyond belief. And let's let, let's find out why. I'm going to repeat it. New coronavirus suppressing protocols. So what they're saying is the protocols are going to suppress the coronavirus. Saints fans to show proof of vaccination or the negative results of COVID test before entering the Superdome. Okay. Doesn't sound that bad. 35,000 fans showed up to the Monday night game. Of those fans, 99 of them, which was in the headline, headline again is 99 Saints fans received COVID vaccines outside Superdome to attend game. 35,000 of those fans, 99 got last-minute free vaccine injections at two facilities provided by Ashner Health. I have literally spent time at that hospital uh, in January 2018 when I was battling for my life. They had a choice of either the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine or the first of the two Pfizer inoculation vaccines. Why is that an issue? Let's go back to the one line that I said. New coronavirus suppressing protocols requiring Saints fans to show proof of vaccination or the negative results of COVID tests before entering the Superdome. Coronavirus suppressing protocols. There were a lot of people that walked in and said, I want one. I want the one that got approved. Whichever shot the 99 Hudats got on Monday night, the vaccine didn't have much time to take effect by the 7 p.m. kickoff. That's why this is utterly embarrassing. This is why this, this isn't science. It's not. This is nothing about this has been scientific at all. Literally, if you walked into the Superdome Monday night and you had coronavirus and you could sit next to 35,000 people, they didn't care as long as you got the vaccination at the door. I just read it. This is a fact. They don't care if you have coronavirus. They don't. You could get the first shot of the vaccine if it required two, or the Johnson Johnson, which only required one. It doesn't matter if you doesn't matter if you had COVID or not. They were just pushing vaccine. They literally let you in the door if you got the first jab. Monday night. According to the CDC, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website, COVID vaccines require a two-week gestation period before achieving full strength. 
But all that was required for admission to the Superdome was proof of the administration of a single dose. Those fans received shots, walked away with palm-sized cards testifying that they were now qualified. This is how you create conspiracy theories. This, this is what you're doing. I got to be careful what I say. I got to be careful. Quite literally, they do not care if you actually have COVID. They just let you in. If you got the vaccine jab right at the front gate. It's just beyond all freaking reasoning whatsoever. How many people have heard of this story before me telling it? Because they don't care to promote the story. All they cared about was giving Big Pharma the money I should stop there. I should stop there. Fans who passed estimated only 15 offered test results. Sorry, I need to go back a little bit. Fans who passed through that didn't have that didn't accept the vaccination at the gate or wasn't already vaccinated. We're talking about PCR tests, the ones that turned in their negative test results. Right, quote unquote. Fans who passed estimated only 15 offered test results. This is from one of the uh, people at the gate. A lot of people walked in and said, I want the one that was just approved. Whichever shot the 99 Hudats got on Monday night, the vaccine didn't have much time to take effect by the 7 p.m. kickoff. Fans who gave the negative test results. Here's just even more ridiculous nonsense. 15 fans offered test results for a negative. 15. They offered negative test results for coronavirus. Unfortunately, the author says, about 10 of those had been turned away because they relied on a rapid COVID test. While a PCR test was required. <laughs> so they let people in with no test, as long as they got a jab, that everybody on the earth knows isn't effective for at least two weeks, according to the CDC. And they said it. So you were allowed in the ballpark as long as you had the jab at the gate. But if you offered up a fast-track test, a rapid COVID test, they turned you down. They turned you down. You had to require, they required, this specific test to enter the gate. None of this makes sense. Not 
One single bit of this makes You makes know what this sense. reminds me of? What's that? So when you get the shot, it doesn't prevent you from like spreading it. This is why there's disclaimers on birth control packets saying this doesn't prevent STI transfer, STD transfer. These are the same people that require birth control packets or whatnot to have that disclaimer. <laughs> it's just people don't know how things are spread. But yeah, and the fact is, is that nobody cares to learn, right? This doesn't take a lot of research to find out. It doesn't. People just don't care. They're just happy to go along with whatever they say. They don't. They don't want to listen to what you just said. They'd rather just hear what makes their life "quote unquote" easier. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Just smile. <laughs> no, it takes some critical thinking, and I feel like people aren't critically thinking. It's like, do you realize what policies you're putting forth and what you're actually saying? I mean, it doesn't take a degree to understand you know, the hypocrisy and the lack of logic in some of the policies people are putting forth, but it makes them feel good. Yes, exactly. Yep, that's exactly right. As, uh, as long as you can just tell us what to do and it makes me feel like I'm doing a good job, then hey, let's do it. You're spot on. It's exactly right. None of this, this is not based on anything scientific at all. So I'm going to turn away people at the door because they didn't give me the exact test result that I'm looking for, but we'll let you in if you get the jab at the door with no tests required. Just take the jab, and now you can go into the, the stadium. Even though the CDC said it don't even take work, it doesn't even take effect for two weeks. This is ridiculous. Stop buying into this. Sorry. It, it's just... It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to me. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I feel like this is, is. What I feel like this is. This is a test. This is them taking two cities out of the very deep south that are very blue. Baton Rouge, very blue. New Orleans, very blue. In a deep red area and saying, look, if we can do it here, we can do it anywhere. And they're going to pass that off, regardless of data and science. There's no data or science involved in this situation. None at all. They don't care. They don't. They are holistically believing in the fact that nobody's going to do any sort of follow-up or research at all. And I'm going to be honest with you. They're right. Because most people aren't. They're not. They're not going to do it. They're not. 
It didn't, it didn't even take 10 thought to string together six thought. I was going to say 10 string together six thoughts in a row from these two articles. None of it makes sense. People are just going to go along. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're in this situation. Um, I got the Nat Geo segment. I, um, I'm not going to go into that right now because it's rather long and we're at 50 minutes and I just ranted for a long time about how ridiculous my home state sports teams are right now. And I am, I am nervous for our country. I am nervous for our people when this kind of stuff, again, the, the, uh, all right, let me say this last point here because it's going to make it – this is going to literally drive home how utterly – it's already been driven home. You you understand – everybody watching this show right now understands how ridiculous and absurd on its face this is. It's unreal. But here you go for the nail in the coffin, and then I'll do the Nat Geo segment after Eskimo. Cash would not be accepted at the concession stands. Which, by the way, last time I checked, at least in the state of Mississippi, that's a federal crime. Cash has to be accepted. It has to be. That's a law. You have to accept all form of accepted currencies that are established or um, honored by the United States. So you can't turn down cash. But I'm sure there's some legal loopholes. Right? This is the um, this is the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. My freaking team. So I'm sure they figured out a way to bypass it. But cash would not be accepted at the concession stands. Instead, only credit card purchases would be permitted. Here it is. You ready? So what? Wait, 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 let me backtrack. Not only okay. So no cash, but I can hand you my credit card. <laughs> I could give you my credit card, and that's fine. But I can't give you cash, right? All right. So here, here's the here's the big one now, because there's probably some stipulations around that that I don't know about. Maybe you had to swipe your own card; nobody could touch it. Doesn't matter. This next sentence right here nullifies all of the ridiculous trash of the previous sentence. Cash could also be exchanged. For a credit card at three locations of the dome. <laughs> it's just unfreaking real. We're not going to take cash, but we're going to offer you sites in the Superdome where you can get a credit card in exchange for cash. None of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. It just. I can't even. I can't. I think people need to do more art projects with glitter. And what I mean by that is people don't realize how things are spread. And if you have an art project with glitter, you realize how easy it is for things to spread around. So this whole like policies were like, oh, we're going to minimize touching and whatnot. It's like, mm. no, you're still touching. Just wash your hands, sanitize, and, you know, minimize how much you're touching people. I mean, it's hard in a stadium, but like, 
I feel like people should make their own medical decisions. And if you're worried about going to a place where you could possibly contract COVID, it'd be best just not to go. I don't know. These policies, they they have the feel goods, but it's not going to prevent what you think it's going to prevent, whatever you're trying to prevent. Exactly. To be honest. It's perfectly that's that's much more professionally said or more packaged well better. Um to the to the layman that is believing <laughs> this propaganda. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it makes you feel good, right? Makes you feel better, but the statistics do not back this at all. Not even close. The the math, the science, not even close. You can feel good about it all day long. You're not you're not helping. It's not it's not making a difference. Period. So, with that being said, Eskimo Libertarian, she finally showed up. I don't know where you've been this whole time. <laughs> <Don't get... laughs> uh, I'm busy homesteading, trying to get us off the grid as I can and not rely on the system and the supply chain and whatnot. So, because I'm being a good libertarian that way. <laughs> I mean, we don't have our own garden yet, but that, that's in the works. So, anyways, um, rolling right along, we're going to change directions from NFL to the Second Amendment and foreign policy. So first off, I want to talk about um, the CBW Act. And so what that is, is the Chemical and Biological Weapons Control and Warfare Elimination Act of 1991. Big mouthful. But CBW Act is what it's called, you know, Chemical and Biological Weapons Act. So pretty much what is that? Um, So it says to seek multilaterally um, coordinated efforts with other countries to control the proliferation of chemical and biological weapons. And it's uh, to strengthen efforts to control chemical agents, precursors and equipment. So pretty much it's like a bunch of countries coming together and they're, I mean, other countries don't have, you know, the second amendment, you know, the right to bear arms and whatnot, but it's pretty much like kind of keeping each country in check when it comes to chemical and biological weapons. Um, It also amends our Exportation Administration Act of 1979 or requires the Secretary of Commerce, I don't know why it's the Secretary of Commerce, to establish a list of goods and tech that would assist a foreign government or group in acquiring chemical or biological weapons and it requires a validated export license for the export of such items to certain countries of concern. So think of it like um, you can't go to a store and buy a whole bunch of cough medicine. Even if you have like a bunch of kids and they're sick and whatnot, you can't buy a whole bunch of cough medicine because they might think that you're gonna make meth. That's pretty much the same logic, if that makes sense. So. It also requires the president to make sanctions against foreign persons if he determines that they knowingly contributed to the efforts of a country to acquire, use, or stockpile chemical or biological weapons. So um, the sanctions include denial of U.S. procurement contracts for goods or services from foreign persons and prohibition against importation of products 
from such mm -hmm. persons. So we can't do any trade back and forth if the president thinks that a foreign person is knowingly contributing to the efforts of a country, um, acquiring, using, stockpiling chemical biological weapons. Um, so it also amends uh, Arms Export Control Act. So it requires the president to make a determination with respect to whether a country has used chemical or biological weapons in violation of international law or has used lethal chemical or biological weapons against its own nationals. So the section sanctions that they need to put in place if that happens, um, termination of assistance under the Foreign Assistance Act of 1961, except humanitarian aid and um, agricultural commodities. And then also termination of arms sales and arms sales financing, denial of US credit and prohibition of the export of certain goods and technology. So again, it just specifies more that we're not gonna do trade with this country pretty much. Uh, and then it directs president to impose at least three of the following additional sanctions unless such countries cease to use of such weapons and provide assurances that they will not use and will allow inspections with respect to such commodities. So opposition to the extension of multilateral development bank assistance, prohibition of US bank loans, except for loans for food or agricultural commodities. Um, further export prohibitions, it's literally what it is, further export prohibitions. It doesn't specify what. Um, import restrictions, doesn't specify what either. So import restrictions, uh, suspension of diplomatic relations and termination of air carrier landing rights. So, and it requires the president to submit to Congress annual reports on the efforts of the countries to acquire chemical or biological weapons. So you revisit this in 12 months. And the president is like, all right, I think they are, you know, fixing things or they aren't fixing things. So we're going to continue with these prohibitions and whatnot. So CBW Act, keep that in mind. Uh, someone I would like to talk about is Alexei uh, Navalny. So some people not, might not know about him, but pretty much he's the leader of the Russia of the Future Party also known as the Russia um, Budushtevo, um, was, which is the Russian name. And then he's also the founder of the Anti-Corruption Foundation. Oh man, I'm really bad at reading Russian, so bear with me. I might even be pronouncing it wrong, but it's the fun for and described as, this is really big, the man Vladimir Putin fears most quite the title. So pretty much I could go on about this guy. I could have a whole segment about this guy. This guy makes me and Cajun look like we're just doing like elementary school presentations. This guy's the real deal. So he's produced several documentaries detailing the corruption of Russian government officials, including Vladimir Putin himself. And he's led and inspired numerous protests against the ruling Russian party, which is United Russia. That's the party that Putin is part of. And that's Edinaya Russia. And um, he has more than 6 million subscribers on YouTube and 2.6 million followers on Twitter. I actually just followed him on YouTube and was watching some of his stuff. Um, it does translate it to English. 
uh, for folks that don't know Russian, which is good. So this guy's the real deal. He's, I mean, there's plenty of corruption going on in Russia and he is going through and detailing, he's also a lawyer. So um, he knows a lot more about Russian law than I do. And he's going through and um, saying like, this is the corruption of the laws they're breaking over here in Russia. And um, they've been trying to nail him, like uh, arrest him for multiple things. And uh, he's been fighting those. Uh, it's just been a back and forth battle and he's really waking people up to the corruption happening over there. So August, 2020, Navalny was actually poisoned with the Novichok uh, nerve agent. And I believe that's how it's pronounced. So it's like uh, just a biological weapon. And this poison has been known, uh, poison has been used at, since at least 1995 against opponents of Russian government. So it might've been used before then, but we know since at least 1995, Russian government has been shamelessly using this against their opponents. And so Navalny was actually medically evacuated to Berlin and discharged a month later. So imagine, let's say, Biden's running for re-election or whatnot, and whoever runs up against him and talks about the corruption of Biden and his administration, well, they lose the election and Biden has secret services come and poison you. This is what's happening. Like this is exactly what it, what it is. So again, Navalny was medically evacuated to Berlin. He was there for a month and then he was finally discharged. So as soon as he came back to, uh, Russia. He was actually um, arrested. Yeah. So first off, they did an investigation to see like, where did he get poison from? And it all points to the Federal Security Service. Um, think modern day KGB. That's, that's what it is. It's the Federal Lodnaya Slujba Bezapasnosti Rasiskoi Federalsi. Yeah, I sound like a kindergartner when I read Cyrillic, but I'm doing my best. So modern day KGB poisoned the opposition party leader is what we're getting at. So when he came back to Russia, he was arrested for violating parole conditions. And the conditions that he broke was that he failed to report to Russia's federal prison service twice per month during his illness. Keep in mind, he was in a hospital bed because he was dying from a poison that the government had poisoned him with. But because he didn't check in with the prison while he was in his prison or while he was in his hospital bed, they were able to get him like, ha ha, gotcha. Sucks to be you. So he was sentenced to two and a half years in a corrective labor colony in Vladimir Oblast. So that is the um, Ispravitelnaya Colonia. Uh, so yeah this is actually known to be a prison that's uh they torture their prison folks there's a lot of labor involved it's not a good prison to be in um, that's something I would have to look more into for details but while he's there he is forced to watch eight hours a day of state propaganda every single day, eight hours watching the TV and it's state propaganda. And they've also seen pictures of him and they, a lot of people believe that possibly 
most likely, he's being tortured and starved. Insane. So what does the SBW Act and uh, Alexei Navalny have in common? Well, so August 20th, the US Department of State released new sanctions that bans Russian ammo or firearms from coming to the US. And they use the CBW Act as part of it. So they say restrictions on the permanent imports of certain Russian firearms, new impending permit applications for the permanent importation of firearms and ammunition manufactured or located in Russia will be subject to policy of denial. So no more Russian guns or ammo guys. So this is because um, Alexei Navalny was poisoned by the Russian government, the modern day KGB pretty much. So this is actually the second round of sanctions that have been posed, imposed on Russia by the US over this Alexei Navalny guy. So when does this go into effect? This starts September 7th and is meant to last a minimum of 12 months. Like I said, Biden doesn't have to give a report for a full year. So in 12 months, then he can report whether or not they can um, lift those sanctions or if he thinks that we should extend them. But as we all know, nothing is more permanent than a temporary government. So the department says we can only lift um, these sanctions uh, if our uh, conditions are met. So providing assurances that Russia will not use chemical weapons in violation of international law. Uh, the nation is not preparing to use chemical weapons in the future. Um, it will let an international inspector verify the assurances and it'll make restitution to Mr. Navalny. Russia's most likely not gonna do that. So Navalny is in prison for two and a half years. So we still have like a year, we got like two years. He was arrested uh, officially in like February. So we got about two years. So they're not gonna make restitution most likely for the next couple of years. If Navalny lives at this prison, this is a pretty bad prison to be in. And uh, considering that he looks like he's being tortured and starved, we'll see. So importers are trying to place bulk orders before this ban starts. However, it takes approximately four to six weeks to process an import permit. And the ban goes into effect in three weeks. So they didn't give um, gun distributors, sellers, what have you, time to make any bulk orders. They're like, hey, this is happening in three and a half weeks, BT dubs. And that is not enough time to get an import permit processed. So we're looking at ammo prices are going to surge. Uh, popular Russian brands, including Wolf, Bear, Talamo, Bernal, and Red Army Standard, um, and a significant percentage of US ammo supply comes from Russia. So we're gonna see ammo prices spike and this pretty much, uh, how do I put it? It artificially makes it so more people can't practice their second amendment rights. You have to be rich enough pretty much to exercise this right because of this artificial sanction or this artificial sort of economy push, whatever. So, but the thing is, ammunition exports to the US make up 
a very tiny percentage of Russia's GDP. We're not hurting them by doing this. They export to many, many, many other countries. So by putting these sanctions against them, we're not like, oh, we're gonna show you. If anything, we're hurting us way more than uh, we're hurting them. Isn't that the point though? Yeah. <laughs> you said the quiet thing. <laughs> no, I'm it's true though. No. <laughs> it's okay. So it's no secret that Biden is against the Second Amendment and our right to use guns, and it's hard to oppress um, a population of folks if they are armed. So this, I don't know, in a roundabout way, disarms us is what it's doing. And he's citing this Alexei Navalny case. So why are we caring now about the corruption that's going on in Russia when we know that they've been using poison against their political opponents since 1995? Over 20 years of using this poison and now they're using this one case, like, oh, we should start caring now. It's like, guys, they've been doing this for years, for decades. It's because it's convenient. Yes. And what I would say to double down on that is you can now watch for brass tax sales. You can look for basic supply. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Constriction on the ability to make our own ammo. Now I'm, I'm I don't have any statistics or facts on that. I am just assuming that the way this path is going to roll, because I personally know many people that make their own ammo. And so once this rolls down and we cannot efficiently import ammunition from Russia, who is I think and you may have said this already, I think the second or largest ammunition provider to the country, outside of the country, to the U.S., uh, that you will you will see a, an immediate crackdown on the ability to make your own ammunition. For sure. It's artificially messing with the supply and demand. And anyone that's taken basic economics knows what's going to happen now. <laughs> so I I just think it's crazy that they're like, if you look at just the surface level, it's like, oh, they're caring because there's a guy that's in prison, you know, and he's speaking out against government corruption. And so we're inciting this, you know, to show him who's boss. But we really aren't. We're really not making an impact with this. And Russia's been doing this for decades. So why are we caring now other than it's convenient for the current administration? to suppress people even further because we've even though they're putting like mask mandates and vaccine passports and whatnot they're trying to push stuff like that through it's a lot easier to do that when people aren't armed just saying we call that the slide of hand so while everybody's focused on and rightfully so don't get me wrong don't get me wrong yeah. rightfully so Everybody's focused on Afghanistan 
and um, what's going on with vaccine passports. And th- those are exponentially important. They're very important. But while that's going on, this is going on over here. Slide of hand. They are trying to distract. They're not trying. They're efficiently distracting us from our ability to arm ourselves efficiently with the distraction of here's Afghanistan. And look, the disaster and the epic failure from the Biden administration specifically on the Afghanistan situation is crucial. We are losing American lives and innocent Afghani lives over there. That is not to be taken lightly, but they are using that as an advantage to them to do this on our Second Amendment. That That's not to be taken lightly. None of this is to be taken lightly. None of it. And keep in mind that this is all legal and whatnot. However, it's immoral and it's easy to see where they're coming from with this. It's not that surface level, like we actually care about humanitarian aid. No, this guy's in prison because of, you know, he was poisoned by his own government and whatnot. That's not why they're doing it. I'm sorry. I mean, I've le- reading about this Alexei Navalny guy. He's actually really interesting and I want to learn more about him. And maybe I might even do a, a podcast about him because it's really amazing what he's doing and it's pretty much like the level I want to be at you know in terms of calling out government corruption I mean this guy's the real deal about it he's like uh, the Russian Edward Snowden (laughs) yeah he's it's really insane and he actually ran up against Putin and well how do I put this in 2018 he tried to run up against Putin but However, they were able to arrest him uh, with some other things that were happening beforehand. However, their their version of a Supreme Court said that's not um, justifiable and he shouldn't be arrested for that. But they didn't overturn the ruling, even though they said, like, no, you can't do that. But they didn't overturn the ruling, which is crazy. So he wasn't technically allowed to run. I don't know. It's it's really weird how they do it, but I also don't know too much about the structure of Russian elections and how they run things, but there was a lot of corruption involved. Hey, wow, who would have thought by this guy who actually was an opponent who could beat P- Putin? He really could. He has a lot of fault. Fo- he's millions of followers and he's inspiring massive protests and is calling out Putin on all of his bullshit. And it's amazing. But, um, yeah, his own government is fighting against him because he's so influential. Like I said, um, he's described as the man Vladimir Putin fears most. What's his name? Alexei Navalny. Alexei Navalny. That, that's important. The reason I ask that and the reason I bring this up, because I have read and believed repeatedly This one simple, basic, concrete fact. And I'll preface it with this question. How many of y'all have heard of his name? 
I've never heard of it. The revolution will not be televised. They will not. They will not advertise people like him. They won't. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Like the real reason that we're banning ammo. I mean, people just hear about, oh, we're banning Russian ammo and guns. It's like, oh, it's more than that. It is more than that. Let me tell you. So there's a lot of pieces moving with this, a lot of background going on. And if you dig deep enough, you see the real reasons why. It's easy to see at the surface, like, oh, well, we should be doing that. No, no, no. This is also the beauty and advantageous position of the internet. With the vast majority of Americans or the world. I don't know about the world. I can only speak for the demographic. And that's... She gone. Let me let me switch this off here. Um, what's happening is the collective assumption by world's governments that we, the people, and when I mean we, the people, I really mean the globe of civilians in. <laughs> I want to say innocent bystanders. That's probably applicable. That's not the term I'm looking for. It's not the etymology I'm trying to, to, to dive in here. But you understand what I'm trying to say here. The vast majority of the general population of the earth maybe doesn't look into this kind of stuff. We just believe media on its face and and that's a that's a huge problem that's a huge problem for any political demographic within the united states and any political demographic scoping the globe i i just don't feel passing the eye test right i've preached this a lot i'm, I'm a huge believer in the eye test I don't believe that the vast majority of the earth is disregarding the conceptualism and the propaganda that's coming from mainstream media. And every country has mainstream media. We have a real issue. And that's why it's so critically important that we listen to voices and statistics like Eskimos putting out right now in that we think for ourselves. Okay. Let it pass. If it doesn't pass the eye test, then it needs some digging big time. Trust your instinct, trust your instincts. If it doesn't pass the eye test and you believe that it's nefarious or you think that there may be something suspicious going on, with that subject matter, just go into it. Go into it. Just dive into it. And I know I'm probably preaching to the crowd here, right? I'm preaching to the choir. But 
we have to look into these things because mathematically, scientifically, they're not adding up. They're not. And what Eskimo right now is highlighting is super, super relevant to that exact ideal. Exact. For sure. And that's why I do what I do is I want to dig deeper into these things. And that's actually why I started my page in the first place is like, hey, not enough people know about this. And so I want to have this stage where I tell people like, this is what's going on. Did you know about this? No? Yeah, I didn't either until yesterday. So that's why I'm telling you, you know, and so I want to be able to take this information and like, bring it to light because no one else is. The information is there, but no That's one's right. looking at it. And so I want to shine a light on it. That's why I do what I do. And you do a fantastic job at what it is that you do. And I want to um, give a shout out. Cheeks <laughs> of justice. Dank and salty drift memes popped in and says, hey, I finally caught one of these. What up? I... Dap. What up? I don't know. Nice <laughs> Love seeing everybody in the comment section. It's absolutely magnificent. Um, what we need is for you guys to like, comment, and share on this information because as my lovely chubby cheeks of justice co-host who is not nearly as good as me just succinctly put it Many people aren't look at the face. Many people are not paying attention. They're not. And I almost, I don't almost. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be really honest with you right now. Okay. I feel as if the majority of the global populace is victimized. Yes, we are all held responsible for our own decisions, for our own thoughts thought processing but wow i mean i i talked to so many people from all demographics and all political backgrounds every day all day it's what i do i talk to new people all the time and the brainwashing the propaganda that has been going on for probably a century or more at least 75 years at least at least 75 years. It, it i have a lot of compassion on these people because that's how deep far and wide that's what she said the propaganda runs deep right it goes it it, it has no bounds there are no limits <laughs> sorry in which they will they feed it they, Clubhouse corrupts real... <laughs> What? I said Clubhouse corrupts you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the office did. I've been using oh, that no. line. Everybody loves I it. I do serve yeah, too. Clubhouse. I mean, that probably. <laughs> yeah. There's literally, here's the most frustrating part is that as there, there's so much information out there. We can all get it. 
They literally, there's, there's no stopping. There's no roadblock to your access to this information. But yet, they don't care. They view us as that stupid and that lazy that we won't do an inkling of research and trying to find out subject matter, context, that is absolutely applicable in the world we live in. That's a huge problem. And we face it every day, all day. Eskimo? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any promo. I was going to do a uh, Net Geo segment, but we are at an hour and uh, we're approaching an hour and a half. And my Nat Geo segment is probably 40 minutes long. So we will next spare week. you from that. I will give you a hint, though, y'all, next week on the Cajun and Eskimo show from Bayou. I swear to Atlanta. God, if it's about ducks, I swear to God. Okay. And it is remarkable. Quite uh, literally, what I have found about this right there, that thing, and the studies that let me give you a little intro, real quick. No, saw, wait for next week. Okay, I got, right, right, right. Side. I got a big project coming up. Cajun knows about it. I do, I do. Um, very Did you excited like for the you. other Muddy Waters uh shows. Do what? Did you plug the other Muddy Waters shows? I did not. You want to do that or you want me to? I'll do it because I haven't done anything else than say my segment. <laughs> so, Monday, we have Mr. Bearded Truth himself. Uh, that will be on Monday. And on Tuesday, we have Matt and Spike with Muddied Waters of Freedom. And then on Wednesday, it will be Spike with My Fellow Americans. On Thursday, it will be The Brighter's Block with Matt Wright. And then Friday, it's back here with us where you'll learn about that geo stuff. And I have no idea what my segment's going to be about. So we'll see. <laughs> there is so much information. And we'll leave it at that. There's so much information rolling in that I literally have probably content for the next seven weeks including the cajun and eskimo show um the mosquito segment the nat geo is going to blow your mind everybody's like oh man who the cares about mosquitoes trust me what <laughs> oh my god with you now i mean this is like I know, I know i know the ducks messed everybody up the duck I'm sorry. I am sorry. It has nothing to do with anything like that. This is scientifically exponential. As long Quite as it literally. won't mess with my project. What's your project? I'm not gonna say my project. You know my project. I, I, I tried to I tried to bait you into it, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, no, it has nothing to do with that. But that, um, what they're doing in... anyway yes um, it is fascinating beyond belief what's about to happen um, plus 
all the things that are going on in the world because, wow, the information is absolutely rolling in by the second. And so I will plug my show real quick. Uh, Monday night, just a thought. You are not going to want to miss that. That is a big show. Um, every Monday night now is turning out to is winding up being a big show for me personally. You guys have embraced that show, and the numbers are astronomical, astronomical. And so I urge you to tune in Monday night on Just a Thought with the Cajun Libertarian Live because it is going to be very special. It's going to be very intense. I guess I'm just intense. I don't know. I did miss one sponsorship who that guy is also intense. He's also handicapped and he has upside down feet. Tom from 52.com. T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. There's no quit in Queter. Thomas Daniel Queter for Senate for New York State Senate 52nd District of said New York State. So go to TomFed52.com and smash that donate button, please. You can also enter a meme war that will be coming again very cer- certainly very soon. He will have uh, my wife one, the, the first one. And so her meme will be on Thomas Daniel Queter's literal merchandise. He will be having another one soon, so far as I am informed. So go to Tom for 52.com. T-O-M-F-O-R 52.com. So is he camping? Because he's intense. <laughs> that has to be the worst dad joke I've heard this week. And that's okay. And the, But the, what's ironic about it is you're not a dad. But that was a terrible dad joke that I will be stealing. Thank you for that <laughs> terrible joke. Estimate. I'm not a dad. I'm just a Josh McCoe says boo. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so as we right. wrap up tonight, Anything else you have to plug? Um, I know you have a big show coming Thursday. Is that correct? Uh, it's not set up yet, so I'm not going to say for certain. By by the end of the weekend, should be. So, in breaking <laughs> news, Eskimo has a big show coming Thursday, and she will have that ready for you. No questions asked. Thank you. It will be awesome. ready as soon as the Royal Green third book is ready. <laughs> you must have not heard. Jack Casey, the author of the RoyalGreen.com and our favorite gay pirate, will have his third book ready by the end of this episode, which will be in like 10 seconds. So please go order your third book of the RoyalGreen.com, authored by the worst gay pirate the world has ever seen, called Jack Casey himself. Also, you could win all this. Not that that's worth a lot, but if you go to my Facebook page, you will find an opportunity, $5. $5 is 5 bucks, right? To help out a family that is struggling and needs our financial help 
in the custody battle. So legally, lawyers' fees, court fees, attorney fees, all of the above. We need your help immediately. $5 a ticket on the raffle. We're almost sold out. Very close to sold out. More than likely, the end of this raffle will be by the end of the weekend. So if you want your chance to help this family out, <laughs> nice. I've been using StreamYard forever, and I, or I say forever, six months. See, all of that. Not gonna be. Still can't do it. I give up. <laughs> all right, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> Five bucks a ticket. Please help this family out. You can find the raffle anywhere. The GoFundMe page is also posted. So please help them out. You can also win all of this stuff that at some point when I get really famous will be worth about 37 cents. So thank you. Please help us out. I'll see you Monday night. Eskimo will see you Thursday night. Monday, right before my show, will be Mr. Merka, the, the Bearded Truth. Tuesday, Muddy Waters of Freedom with Spike and Matt Wright himself. Themselves. Wednesday, you have My Fellow Americans with Spike Owen. Thursday, Writer's Block with Matt Wright. And then Eskimo has her show. And then Friday, we'll be right back here for the very special edition of the Cajun and Eskimo show from Bayou's to Igloo's. So, with that being said, Eskimo, do you have anything else that you want to plug before we leave? No. No? Yeah. All right. I don't have the Google Drive pulled up in front of us, so we're going to wing it real quick. Um, the Cajun and Eskimo show. Advocating for a freer world. From Bayou's to Igloo's. To Igloo's. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got it. Yes, indeed. Love y'all. We're out. Oh, no.